Amen. Come on, church, give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. He is worthy to be praised. You can be seated for a moment or two while I give you just a short Christmas message today. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being a part of this. And I thank you, worship team, for all your, all your preparation. You know, Christmas is such a lovely time, and it's such a great time to, to get together Yet there's always sometimes heartache in the Christmas season, you know, a lost loved one or a friend, a new birth of joy and happiness, and all these emotions collide. Scripture says this in Luke, the first chapter, and the angel said to her, uh, to Mary, be not be, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom. There will be no end. God has a plan. He has a plan for humanity. He has a plan for your life. He has a plan for each and every one of us. And sometimes when we walk through God's plan, there's some great places and there's some hard places. There's some high places and there's some low places. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, for every season, for every time there's a season, there's a season of growth, there's a season of planting and harvest, there's a season of living and dying, there's a season of laughter and sorrow, joy and happiness, there's a, there's a season of being high, there's a season of being low. And in the seasons of our life, we see as we go the Christmas season. And I think it's the one season that Solomon didn't expect because he hadn't experienced the Christ child just yet. He hasn't seen the Christmas season of which we can walk in the Christmas season all year long. We can understand the highs and the lows and we can be part of those Christmas seasons. Christmas season is a message that's going to be told in 25 or 40 days or your Hobby Lobby since July the 4th. Some of you put your trees up right after Halloween and maybe some before Halloween. Most people have their trees up anymore before Thanksgiving. It's a season that grows, but that's not altogether bad. It's a season that we should enjoy as believers. And I like the Christmas season, the, 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 mu the music speaks to me. The uh, songs speak to me, Christmas cards speak to me, and Christmas movies speak to me. In fact, we were watching Miracle on 34th Street, the original, yesterday. Uh, we had it on for a while, and Chris Kringle says, Christmas is not just a night, it's a mind frame. It's a state of being. It's a part of who we are. And as Christians, as Christ's followers, we should be in that mind frame, that state of being all season, all year long. At our house, we put up Christmas lights this year. We put them up most every year, but this year we did some different lights. And, and uh, Janie wanted to do the bushes in front house, and we have a couple little trees outside, and she has some trees inside. And we have these really cool lights that are kind of digital, and we're not like Christmas with the cranks or anything, but we're, 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 we've toned it down a little bit. But probably two or three times a night, I, I go out. I go out in the yard. And I look at the lights. Maybe it takes me back to when I was little. 
Maybe it takes me to another Christmas. I don't know. But I look at our lights and I think, God, how good are you? To love me, to love me the way I am, to allow us to pastor a church, to be able to love people. The unconscionable, undying love, unconditional love of the Father sent his Son for us. And I think the season, if we allow it to, ministers to us like those lights do me. And it's crazy. It's silly. My daughter pulled into the driveway just the other night, and I was out in the front yard looking at my Christmas lights. I did. She said, Papa, are you outside again? I said, I am. She said, I love it. I just love it. I can't explain other than the fact that this year I've been in the best Christmas mood. My wife has spent more money than she ever has. Maybe two or three Christmases combined, and she loves Christmas. She loves to give. We went shopping yesterday. We've been done three different times. Yesterday she spent more money. And I just stepped back and God, you're a giver. And if she wants to give, Lord, let her give. God, you are brilliant through those lights. We see the sun and the stars and the shapes. We see the love of people and that ministers to me at Christmas time. And my prayer today, church, is that you would allow that Christmas season to minister to you all year long. And so I'm not going to preach today. I want to pray a Christmas blessing over you. And the Christmas blessing is the characters that are in the Christmas story, although they're not really characters, they're real people. And sometimes we confuse them with Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger, and yes, even the, the Grinch and uh, all the Who's and Whoville. But if you think about this beautiful story, if you've ever held a baby, yours or someone else's, and you see the innocent love in that child, that this, this God came as a baby in a manger for us because he loves us. And the one thing Solomon did, couldn't count on is this season that we call Christmas, that, he can, that we know we can live it year-round. And sometimes we get boxed in because things aren't quite the way we want them, but we know we have hope in a Savior. And so my prayer for you today is that you would walk in the favor and the wonder of Mary, who said, be it unto me according to your word, Father. That you would have the faith to tread on, the faith to go through, the faith to, to be able to work things out, the favor of God to work things out for you. That you would have the uh, encouragement the guidance and the obedience of Joseph, who, whose fiancée was pregnant with a child and it wasn't his. But then in a dream, God said, you can go on. It's my child. You're, you're going to be the father. I chose you, Joseph, who then in another dream went to Egypt to save that little baby child from Herod and who was killing all the, those two and under. That you can have the joy 
of the angels who cried out, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. That you could have the uh, determination of the Magi who labored following a star for maybe up to two years to come find out who this Christ child is. That you could have the wonderment and the immediacy of the shepherds who, once they saw the angels cry out, went immediately into. And these lowly shepherds who nobody respected, nobody wanted to be a part of their life, they saw this baby lying in a manger, Christ the Lord. Let the prayers of the characters of this scripture lead us to believe that we need to know not only the Savior today, but that Jesus came and he fills us with hope and he fills us with peace. He fills us with love. He fills us with joy. He fills us with fortitude, knowing that we can make it through. That you would have the prophetic uh, being of Anna who was in the, uh, the temple looking for the Lord. Her husband had died after he'd been married for seven years. She was probably in her mid-20s and lived to 84 where she was in the temple day and night, fasting and praying, and she beheld the Lord, the love and the beauty of Simeon who said, this is the Christ child, the peace, the joy, the truth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a scripture as I close and the worship team comes back, there's a scripture in Psalms that says, may your heart be filled with goodness and may you overjoy in the overflow of the rich food that I have prepared for you. I think that's my prayer for you today, that hopefully you're able to gather around family and friends, new friends, new family. Maybe you're just gathering with yourself or your family. Know this, that Jesus has a seat at his table for you. Because he loves you, he sent his son. We say it this way, Jesus went from borrowed tomb, or from borrowed womb to borrowed tomb. That's our Bethlehem to Calvary experience. He borrowed the womb of Mary, he borrowed the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. But today, he wants to capture your heart. Today is the day of salvation, Simeon said. Would you stand with me today? We're going to prepare our hearts for communion and those that are going to be helping us with communion, if you can come up here and take your places. What we're gonna ask is that you come forward in just a moment and grab the elements and then circle back around or get back to your, your seat as easily as you can and hold on to the elements. We'll pray together and then we'll take them as one accord, as one family. One, one being together. Paul says there's strength and unity. David said the same thing. Where there's unity, God commands the blessing. So we're going to take our communion together. But first, let me just pray. Paul challenges us to examine our hearts. So I'm going to ask you to do the same. Would you examine your heart today? Father, examine us. Examine our heart. Examine our time with you. We thank you, Lord, that this, you're not only the reason for the season, you are the season. And you've allowed us to live in it. So full of joy, full of peace. It's a wonderful time of the year that can be every day, every year. We love you, Father. Help us, Lord, to look in amazement at what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you come? Grab the elements. Hang on to them. God bless you.
Let's hold the bread in our hands. I'm going to bless it as we remember the body of Jesus that was broken for us so that we could be healed, saved, set free, and delivered. Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to this world so that we could have a savior. God, you left heaven and you became flesh. Lord, we thank you for your sinless life. Jesus, that you died on the cross for our sins. You were perfect and didn't deserve it. But because of your sacrifice, we can have salvation. Because of the stripes on your back, we can have healing. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the hands and feet that were nailed to the cross so that we can have forgiveness of our sins. We thank you for the victory, Lord, and the power that we have in our life and the hope and salvation because of your body that was broken. So Lord, as we take this bread and break it and eat it, we remember you. We remember your sacrifice. We ask that you bless this bread as we remember you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take the bread. Zechariah, the prophet, prophesied over this moment, Jesus coming to this earth. And he said, despise not the day of small beginnings, that when things start out small, they grow, and they tend to grow and grow and grow. And Jesus grew, grew into his sacrifice for us. The stripes that he bore, the pain that he wore, the crown of thorns, the tomb. But it started as a baby in a manger. And things in our lives start innocent, and they tend to grow. We pray God's direction upon your life. But we pray for the cup today, knowing that it's by his blood, his shed blood, that covers all of our sins, that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. He turns our sorrow into dancing, into joy. He turns our hate into love. He turns our doubt into faith. So as I pray today, know this, that whatever you're going through, God can change. And he changes it through Jesus. Father, thank you for the cup today. Thank you for the blood that was shed for each and every one of us. We pray, Lord, that you would order our steps and be our rear guard, that you would build a hedge of protection around about us and a shield of favor over us. Pray as we take this cup today, Lord, that you would just fill us with your hope, with your joy, with your peace and love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's take the cup together.
In the darkness you You did not despise the cross. 
Till that stone was moved for good For the land that conquered death And the dead rose from their tombs And the angels stood in awe For the souls of all who'd come To the Father are restored And the church of Christ was born And the Spirit lit the flame Now this gospel truth
Dolphins, everybody. <laughs> Let's give it up for Jesus Christ one more time in this place. We have a Savior. We have been given good news for all the people, young and old, every person here, that Jesus Christ is our Savior, that God came to rescue us. So we just want to close in a word of prayer. Uh, Pastor and Janie are going to give you a little candy on the way out. Thank you, guys. Can you give everybody a hand that just participated today? Way to go, guys. Way to make it feel like Christmas. Good job. All righty, let's close in prayer and just, uh, just take Christ with us 
as we go into all of the holiday uh, things that you're going to be doing over the next couple days. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to worship you, to stop in the middle of the busyness and to put you right at the center and to say, we're here to worship you. We're here to celebrate you and to give you glory. Lord, we thank you that we have a Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, a King has been born, the King of all kings. And we celebrate that today in the, in the biggest way that we know how, Lord, by singing and by praising you. Lord, as we leave this place, we ask, God, that we would just carry Christ, carry the Holy Spirit with us. Lord, that as you be with our families, as we do presents and things, God, that you would be at the very center. Lord, for those that are rejoicing or those that are disappointed today, God, I pray that you would comfort those that mourn. That's the hope that we have. Lord, that the good news that we have is that Jesus is here with us. Lord, so we ask that you would go with us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you next Sunday, 9, 15, or 11.